Hey y'all, it's Tana. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Oddity Podity. I've stayed at a lot of so-called haunted hotels in my day. Some were definitely haunted and others were just cashing in on their reputation. There's one famous hotel that I stayed in that I'm convinced pay their staff to pound on walls and drag furniture around at night just to keep the legend going. But there's one former hotel that boasts a history that has no rival, even though it was closed to the public for decades. I'm talking about the ancient Ram Inn, one of the oldest buildings still standing in England. And it's not just its past that makes it so unusually creepy. The ancient Ram Inn has some distinctive geological features that make it especially susceptible to dark forces. lot of reasons that a house can become infested with paranormal activity. The first thing that most of us think of is when someone dies inside of it, particularly if that death is violent or traumatic, and this results in ghosts. It might also happen if someone performs black magic or other rituals inside the building, potentially opening portals to the spirit world, or worse, a demonic realm that allows nasty things to cross over to our side. Or maybe that building once housed something like, say, a funeral home. Such was the case of Old Town Tattoo. Or maybe it was erected on top of a burial ground, like what happened in the movie Poltergeist. There are all kinds of ways that supernatural forces find their way to our side. But there's one place in this world that pretty much has all of that going on. And it's turned out to be the Grand Central Station for ghosts. The ancient Ram Inn is the oldest building in the town of Watton Under Edge, England and one of the oldest in the country, clocking in at 878 years old. It was built in 1145, but even before the first brick was laid, the land held power. It may seem like nothing more than a plot of land in the low-lying wetlands near a place called Potter's Pond, but it actually sits at the intersection of two ley lines. If you're not familiar with what a ley line is, they're believed to be straight alignments in the earth that are drawn between historic structures and landmarks. For example, Stonehenge, that's one of the landmarks. In early 20th century Europe, people began to recognize these geographical alignments and notice the mysterious structures that were deliberately erected along them. According to an article on the Travel Channel's website, The ancient Ram Inn can be traced to a ley line that travels directly to Stonehenge itself on a map. For this reason, it's believed that the power from Stonehenge travels through the invisible ley lines beneath the earth and feeds the paranormal power at the ancient Ram Inn. As if that weren't enough, it's also the site of a 5,000-year-old pagan burial ground. So one must wonder why a church would want a house of God to be built so close to land with such supernatural significance. If the movie Poltergeist has taught us anything, it's that one cannot simply build a house on a sacred burial ground and come away unscathed. You see, there are plans to build a church, St. Mary's to be exact, right across the road from that old pagan burial site, but they needed workers to do it, and lots of them. So the church had a humble home built right smack on top of those spooky burial grounds. This would eventually become known as the Ancient Ram Inn 
but at the time it simply housed slaves and stonemasons who would build St. Mary's Church. That's pretty uncool of the church, if you ask me, to put all those unwitting workers in a house that came pre-haunted, but poltergeists hadn't been made yet, so maybe they didn't know any better. Anyway, once the workers started clearing the land to build the church, they realized that there was a problem. Since it was located in the wetlands, there were streams that ran through the intended plot of land, so the workers had to divert the water around the building site. Eventually, these streams would run around and encircle the church itself. Now, redirecting water is a big no-no in terms of the supernatural. In fact, when the natural flow of water is disrupted in any way, it can bring on some powerful bad juju, and this time was no exception. What the workers unwittingly did is believed to have opened up a portal that allowed dark energy to cross into our world, which in turn allowed the pagans who were still occupying that area to tap into even more supernatural power with which to work their magical rituals. Nine years later, in 1154, when the church was complete and the workers moved out, a vicar named Geronis moved into the home, presumably to be close to his duties to the church. Perhaps because of this, a succession of priests and monks lived in the house after the workers moved out. Now, if you've listened to any of my podcasts on religion, you know that in the past, some of the Catholic church vicars, priests, bishops, etc., and those so-called holy men were not holy at all. And unfortunately, some of these church types were terrible humans, so that added to the malevolent energies that built up in the place. This is why the most haunted room in the inn is called the bishop's room. This is the bedroom where these unholy men slept, and it still harbors the spirits of the most evil of these sacrilegious dudes. These evil ghosts and plenty of others have been seen steadily for centuries through every incarnation of the ancient ram. When it was a rectory, a pub, an inn, and even when it was a private residence. Once when plumbers were doing repairs in the bishop's room, the specter of a Roman centurion riding on horseback suddenly appeared. To the terrified workers, it appeared as though it was galloping straight toward them. Now, I'm pretty sure that there were no Roman centurions in the area at the time, which lent credence to the belief that the ley lines and reverse water and all that other stuff had opened up some kind of portal to the other side. Besides the ghosts of evil church guys and Roman centurions that were never there to begin with, there are some other spirits that did come from those who resided inside the house. Once the house stopped being used as a rectory, various residents moved in and out. According to some sources, one of them was a young woman in the 1500s. Other sources say that she didn't exactly live there, but she did take refuge in one of the rooms when she was accused of witchcraft. She narrowly escaped a government-sanctioned team of witch police, but they eventually tracked her down to the inn and dragged her away screaming and begging for her life. They showed no mercy, though, and she was burned at the stake. She's believed to haunt the room that she was hiding in, and today it's dedicated to her, called the Witch's Room. On a side note, my daughter and I were just talking about how easy it would be to take out an enemy back then. Lady cuts in line at the market? Witchcraft! Neighbor steals your man? She's a witch! Your cousin shows up to the ball wearing the same dress as you? It must be the dark arts at work. That said, I'm so good at pissing people off that I'd have been burned at the stake before I ever had a chance to accuse anyone of anything. In the decades following that poor woman's death, the house served as an inn. During this time, one of the innkeeper's daughters was found hanged inside the attic. There's debate as to whether she was murdered or if she died by suicide, 
but it happened so long ago that there's no way to know for sure. For many years after that, though, the place became a pub, a real popular one. But eventually the building became so run down and decrepit that the town decided that it needed to be demolished. This is when a man named John Humphreys entered the picture in the late 1960s. For some reason, John Humphreys became determined to preserve the building. So in 1968, he bought it outright and made it his home. The very first night in his new pad, John learned that the spirits inside the house didn't dig him being there, as while he slept, something very evil and very strong grabbed him by the arm, dragged him out of the bed, and clean across the room as though it were a CrossFit ghost. Over the years, so many terrible things happened in the house that John's wife and three daughters eventually refused to live in it anymore and left him there all alone. But John still refused to leave. Even after he found the skeletal remains of multiple children under the staircase. Alongside those bones were several broken daggers. After doing some research, John came to believe that the children were murdered as sacrifice during rituals, which is why the daggers were broken afterwards. Who sacrificed those children is a mystery, though some believed it was those evil church guys we were talking about earlier, or maybe even the pagans. Apparently, there is documentation of Catholic exorcisms that took place in the building as well. Inexplicably, John continued to live in the house, even though he claimed that both an incubus and a succubus haunted his bedroom, and that he was constantly tormented by the entities in the house. It's still a mystery why he stayed put and didn't bolt after being plagued by these ghosts, but he sure did, calling the inn his home until his death in 2017. Today, the ancient Ram Inn is owned by John's daughter, Caroline. No word on if she actually decided to live there again, but she does allow historians, archaeologists, paranormal investigators, and even tourists to go inside and poke around to see what they can find. If you Google pics of this place, it's like you can feel the evil emanating right out of the computer screen. I don't know how John Humphreys lived there, and I don't blame his wife and kids for hitting the road. It's truly a chilling place to see. And it's hard to describe what I mean, so go give it a look-see when you get a chance, and I promise you'll get it. That said, I recently learned that I'll be traveling to Europe this summer. And if at all possible, I'm going to make a pit stop at the Ancient Ram Inn and see it for myself. It's always on the top 10 list of most haunted places year after year, and since I'm steadily working my way through that list, it might be my only chance to check it off. In the meantime, thanks so much for spending your time with me today. I appreciate y'all so very much, and I really hope you'll join me again next week, same time and same place, for a little more history and a little more haunt. We'll see y'all then.